0: Soul condemned by shame, your mercy calling out your name. His blood can cleanse your every stain. Bring your failures to the cross.
1: Hello and welcome again to the Community Bible Church Podcast, where, as you know by now, we are doing a chapter. By chapter weekly discussion of the book Gentle and Lowly The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers by Dane Ortland. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my name is Matt Owen. I am the lead pastor here at Community Bible Church of Orange Park, and I'm joined today by Joseph Brader, pastor of worship and discipleship here at CBC. Joseph, good afternoon.
0: Hey, Matt, good afternoon.
1: How's it going?
0: Great. How about you?
1: I'm doing I'm doing great. Yeah, the scooter is going really well. Scoot- Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good okay. week. Productive. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, things are winding down towards yeah. sabbatical. That's so what I was thinking about. So I keep thinking of. Oh man, I need to make sure I do this before I go. <laughs> so I have all these all these lists of notes of make sure you do this and make sure you do this and make yeah. sure you do this. Yeah. And, I don't know if that's ever going to end. Like, I feel like I'm going to go on the sabbatical and be oh, I forgot to do this. I forgot to do oh, this. Oh, so,
0: I think that's inevitable. So can I just send right?
1: really all that stuff to you? And do you it. Just do it.
0: I've okay. got it. I've got really nothing else going on.
1: And then can you do it forever?
0: For sure.
1: <laughs>
0: because I like
1: I like the idea of not doing anything. Yeah. And getting paid. And getting paid. And then you doing everything. Uh-huh. That, that is a, a situation that works very well for me. <laughs> yeah, it sounds if I was like counseling it. counseling people. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Career-wise, I'd say Tell find them, a job where you that don't kind have to do much, yeah, and where you can give, you know, things to other people to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whatever career oh, that is, man.
1: that's a path you should follow. That's a yeah, follow that heart. That takes follow a your dreams. that
0: takes a special kind of skill <laughs> and effort. <though. laughs> um, today we are on
1: chapter thirteen. Chapter thirteen is called "Why the Spirit." And uh, one of the things that uh, is going to happen in the book now is Ortland is, is going to talk this week, or in this chapter, about the relation of, he's talking about Trinitarian relations and mm-hmm. how the heart of Christ relates to the Spirit and then next week um, to the Father. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit and his role in this. One of the things that he says in the, in the opening of the chapter is that the Spirit makes the heart of Christ real to us, mm-hmm. and He does that. I'm not quoting exactly here, but He does that not just at an intellectual level, though that's important. We need to we need to know, uh, love God with our minds, um, yeah. but not just at an intellectual level, but felt and enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So now we're talking about affections, yeah, emotions. Yeah. So the question I've got for you is why is this ministry of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to to make the heart of Christ real to us not just an intellectual level but to be felt and enjoyed? Why is that not only good mm-hmm. and important but even essential mm-hmm. So you can feel free to disagree with that if, if you want. Oh not at uh, all if, if that's true. yeah why is it not just important like a great thing to have yeah but essential, a a Mm must-have.
0: So when I was reading that and thinking about it, um, I was thinking back to the Psalms, particularly Psalms like uh, Psalm 16, 63, 73, maybe 27. And so those are all Psalms, and there are more, but those are the ones that were jumping to my mind. And they're Psalms that describe like part of the experience of being the people of God and being blessed by God, is the fullness of joy that comes from being with God mm-hmm. and being loved by God. Mm-hmm. So it's not, in those particular songs, it's not this intellectual thing, it's very much what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. It's this felt, experienced, and enjoyed love of God and relationship mm-hmm. with God. And so I think, we, I think we can say, we have to say, biblically, that we aren't actually experiencing the full blessing of being the people of God that God intends for his people. Um, like Ephesians one, like every, mm-hmm. Blessing mm-hmm. if we aren't feeling and enjoying the love of God. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right, especially going to the Psalms. <laughs> the way I think of it is, is this is flipping this a little bit, but if we had a father, you had a father who you never really met, <laughs> were rarely around, mm-hmm. never showed you any, you, you never saw any signs of that affection, but you were assured, you know, your father loves you very much, he's at work all the time, he's providing for you, he's doing all these things for you, but you never, you know, your father never hugs you, <laughs> you know, you just, all, all the all the family signs of, of affection you don't ever experience, it's going to be really hard for you to to not, to, to be a robot and just, okay, well, I don't feel any of this, but I'm told this is true, so I guess it is. Yeah, yeah. You want to know that your father loves you, but you want to experience, you want to feel what it's like to be loved by a father. And of course, not everybody listening to this has had a father who's done that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that could be a foreign or even painful thing Mm -hmm. to think about Mm -hmm. for some people. But we're just talking about in, in good, healthy family relationships. Yeah. You don't just, you know, intellectually know your father loves you. You have experienced it, you can right, point to, right. you feel it, you feel his affections. Yeah,
0: And that's it's, true of any human relationship. Right, it's true of any human relationship. So to, to take it further,
1: then, um, can we really say we know the love of someone
0: if that love is purely theoretical? I mean, I, I would say no. Jonathan Edwards would have said no. Yeah. He talked about that pretty extensively. Right.
1: Yeah, he wrote a whole book about <laughs> religious affections. Yeah,
0: yeah. So
1: so yeah. So when we're saying it's essential, we're not saying if you don't feel Christ's heart for you, then you don't know Christ, right? <laughs> because we're always living in the gap between what's true and our experience of the right. truth, right? But I think we would also want to say that we can study God's love to death. Yep, we can write books about it and make. Correct theological declarations about it, and never really feel it.
0: Yeah, and therefore not really get it, and
1: totally miss like,
0: it. Don't we? Don't actually understand it, right? Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So, so we believe, and I think the chapter is true, that to know the love of God is, we need to understand knowing beyond mentally apprehending the truth of something with our brain. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mentally reading. You know, like what Ephesians says about knowing the breadth and length and depth and height of the love of Christ. Yep. I, yep. I don't think Paul is saying make sure you could write a longer paper <laughs> about it next
0: year and yeah. then the
1: next year add another chapter to that paper.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: Though you could do that, but mm-hmm. that's not what he's saying.
0: Well, and I think, not to belabor this point, but. Like what the Bible usually is talking about when it says we're supposed to know something is deeper than just a head knowledge. I was just reading this in uh, another book that I'm reading right now called Christ Centered Worship. Mm. Um, I'm reading that with my worship leader team. And he was making that point that um, when the Bible says know something very rarely, if ever, does it mean get it in your head so you can write the definition. Yeah. Like it's this holistic. I get it with my head. I feel it in my heart and it impacts my hands and my feet and the way that Mm -hmm. I live. Um, like That's what the Bible means when it says, know the length and breadth and depth yeah. and love of Christ. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's good. One of the things that, one of the uh, illustrations he uses in this chapter that I thought was really, really good is he basically compares the spirit to a pair of binoculars mm-hmm. <laughs> that magnify the loving heart of Christ. And he, he says, we don't have to worry that the spirit is magnifying the love of Christ too much. Like I think that some of our fear, if I really magnify this, if I really believe this... It's the classic thing. If, if we tell people too much about grace, then they're not going to do what they're supposed to do. Right, right. Which is totally an, an unbiblical concept. And yet <laughs> yeah, thoroughly we Like we feel like grace needs to be balanced. Yeah. I digress. <laughs> what does he mean by that? Just tease that illustration out. Maybe somebody didn't have a chance to read the chapter. Yeah. Why, the, what's he saying there?
0: With the binoculars. Yeah. And the, yeah. He's saying that the spirit is never going to and can't make the love of jesus bigger than it actually is mm. so his point with the binoculars is you look through binoculars and you get more accurate picture of uh what something actually looks like a picture that's closer to the reality of its size and mm-hmm. its scope and its detail mm-hmm. binoculars cannot and i i think this is true i'm i don't i don't know
1: we're no scientists <laughs> but
0: <laughs> certainly not <laughs> um but binoculars can't make something look bigger than it actually is right they exist. I think Neil deGrasse Tyson would, would agree with that. I think so. Yeah. There, And he is an expert. And he is So a there we go. We can cite there. Cite him. Uh, anyway, <laughs> his point was, binoculars can't make something bigger than it actually is. It gets it a little closer to life size yeah. so you can see it and grasp it a little yeah. bit better. Yeah. That's what the Spirit's doing with the love of Jesus. Yeah. The Spirit is not going to make it look too big, yeah. bigger than it actually is, and get mm. out of proportion or whatever to reality.
1: Yeah. And it's true. Like... Sometimes the love of a love of God and Christ seems far away. Yeah, and definitely. We need, it to, we need it to we need somebody to say, no, it looks like this and it feels like this. I want to read a verse before we go today. It's Romans 5:5 5, 5, and I think it supports this this concept that we've been talking about in this chapter. I'm going to just kind of jump in in the middle of a sentence because the sentence, you know, as, as Paul does goes on and on. Yep. But Romans chapter five and verse five says, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy spirit who has been given to us. God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy spirit who has been given to us. So, any reflections on how that supports what we're talking about? I know I'm just kind of throwing a verse out and saying, hey, we're yeah, to do it. But but I mean, that's
0: <laughs> that's his entire point in this chapter. This is what the Spirit does. Like the Spirit is opening our eyes to to see and understand and opening our hearts to feel and to believe the love of Jesus, mm-hmm. to experience the love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just, a, I think, a really concise. He basically wrote a chapter on that mm-hmm. verse. Yeah. And never used it. And never used it, which is interesting, yeah. (laughs) Um, Man, honestly, this is not really a category. I've never thought about what that means before I read this chapter, read this verse, read a couple others that are cited in the the chapter or related. And uh, um, I had never, I'm ashamed to say, given this thought at this kind of level.
1: Yeah. Which is really fascinating because if you were to give – any of us a list and say just talk about the role of the holy spirit yeah in the believer's life we're gonna we're gonna put lots of things down we're yep. gonna talk about giftedness mm-hmm. we're going to talk about fighting sin mm-hmm. we're going to talk about leading us into truth yeah you know we're going to talk about all of these things even like magnifying jesus john Magnify 16 yeah yep. we're gonna be able to put a, a, a great list together oh yeah and probably miss yeah that one reason God gives us the Spirit is so He can pour the Spirit into us, fill us up, and make sure we feel His love. Yeah, it's a, it's that important for Him to communicate to us, not just that we know about it and have read about it. Yeah, but I'm gonna put my Spirit in you to ensure that you feel the way I yeah. want you to feel. <laughs>
0: Isn't that awesome? Yeah, I mean. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm curious, I, like, I haven't, th- it sounds like you hadn't really thought about this at this level before, a little bit. Uh,
1: Yeah. No, I've, I've thought about it and maybe even, maybe even brought it out in preaching a couple times, yeah. not to this degree, but Romans 5, 5 has struck me before. Sure. Because as I was reading the chapter, I was like, okay, he's going to say something about Romans 5, 5. And I sure. realized okay. why he doesn't, okay. because it doesn't, it doesn't specifically say Jesus. You know, sure. Yeah. Uh, it says God's love has been poured into our hearts. Yeah, that's probably why he didn't. Yeah, but he doesn't. I think I looked ahead at the second chapter. I don't think he brings it out there either. So at, in the in the next chapter, I mean, about the Father, yeah, about the Father. So interesting. So I mean, I need to have a talk with Dane. Yeah, probably um, call him up. He he uh, could have run some of this by me, but yeah. Anyway, what were we gonna say? Well, no, I was just I you know about it.
0: you were talking about um. All of us like building a list of what the spirit does in mm-hmm. our lives, and I, this, I'm literally just curious if anyone who's listening, all three and a half of you. Uh, <laughs> Hi, mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, if if anyone would have like if you would have put that on a list, hit me up. Yeah. Because I actually want to. That's that's very yeah. impressive. I'm and I'm just curious if anyone has thought about this before, yeah. and if so, where in the world had you heard that and come up with it?
1: Before? Yeah, yeah. Please do do tell us that. Because yeah. All joking aside. Because. We think God wants us to know, and God wants us to do, mm-hmm. and le- much less there are things God wants us to feel. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's good. Anything to add to that before we go? No, okay. I don't think so. It's great. Well, uh, keep talking about it. I've just talked to a couple different families in the past week. Both of them telling me uh, how helpful this has been, how the conversations that it's that it's ignited. So I'm um, hope that's happening with you as well. I'll finish with reading Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30. Come to me, Jesus says, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light.